A young woman people can't stop talking about. Go Taylor. Taylor Swift. Taylor Swift. Yes, Taylor Swift. Swift, 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 Swift. Ish. What just happened? Welcome everyone to Swiftish Podcast. This is Ashley. And this is Shelby. And last night, this is Friday. Last night I was preparing for the song, Don't You. That's what we're going to go over today. And I wanted to just see what was going on in Taylor Swift's world. If I missed anything on Instagram or, you know, while I've been busy working or Twitter. And so I went over to the news section and I was just kind of like, put Taylor Swift and see like what popped up. And and I wrote this down. There's not a lot going on at the moment. <laughs> I wrote that down. And it's very ironic because yeah. I was stuck in traffic, I think, 15, 20 minutes ago. And I got all these notifications. And Shelby, what? Tell us what – I mean, everyone knows, but what's going on? Yeah. I mean – it was a dead week and people were just mm-hmm. spinning their wheels saying like, oh, 1999 has to come out this week. Oh, there's going to be a surprise album drop this week or something. Mm-hmm. And then yesterday passed, nothing was announced. And so people were like, maybe she like got her master's back. But yep. the- <laughs> today, uh, hot, hot off the presses, the news is that hot. Red will be coming out. Red Taylor's version will be coming out uh, in November. Which is yeah. good and bad because that is a long ways yeah. away. Like Taylor, we're used to you giving us stuff like every couple of months. Like, yeah. come on, come on, <laughs> yeah. give it to us. It yeah. was, and then it's, not only that, yeah. not only that, she she did a whole whole long post. I I don't have the attention span to read it to everybody right now, <laughs> but she in a summarized version on Twitter, she said there's going to be a ten minute uh, song. On yeah, and she said, this will be the first time you hear all 30 songs that were meant to go on red. And hey, one of them is even 10 minutes. Ah! So. Which that kids is called a that's called an Easter egg um, oh. because it references something that we as a fandom already know is a real thing, mm-hmm. which is the idea that All Too Well was originally a 10 minute song. Mm-hmm. Throughout mm-hmm. the last since Red came out, it's kind of been like a joke where she's like, oh, I lost it in a drawer. Like it was something that was said by like Liz Rose when she talked about it with some of her um, bandmates because she supposedly walked in one day and just started playing it while practicing for um, the Speak Now tour and they all just started jamming. And so since the beginning <laughs> of Red era, it has just been percolating as this sort of this mythology around the extended version of all too well. And she's mm-hmm. referenced it lately in like, I think in the lover era, she referenced it in that direct TV commercial with the like Unikitty and um, behind the scenes where she's like, Oh yeah, they, they want me to find this 10 minute version. I don't know. It's packed away somewhere, but she found it and she's prepping mm-hmm. it and it'll be one of 30 tracks on oh. red. Yep. So version. we'll have, We'll have eight from the vault tracks because there's yes. 22 – there's 16 regular tracks on the regular Red album and then there's 22 on the deluxe giving yeah. us eight. How many were on Fearless? Were there eight on Fearless? Oh, Taylor's version? Uh, the uh, bonus the tracks? There were six. Yes. Vault okay. tracks, okay. there were – So six and then eight. I think six. Yeah. Okay, so – this this makes me this makes me wonder. Looking back at everything Taylor's posted, people have thrown out that Red was going to be uh, was going to be there, and that was only because of the I think the Brits Award. Her outfit, not even her outfit, it was just like her hair, the, her hair and the way she looked. Yeah, 
and the other thing is looking back uh yeah looking the back. four emojis um her fourth album was red yep so, so okay there it was. but <laughs> did that mean anything though because when you also look back she did the three emojis yeah <laughs> did it mean anything was it co- a coincidence be did she was she trying to lead us astray with all the weird yeah. uh, New <laughs> you York know, actually, references? It's funny that this all happened because I finally had enough. And um, uh, for my other podcast, PS, you're wrong. I do like a monthly bonus episode where I just spin my wheels and talk about whatever I want. And this this month, I did an entire deep dive on Taylor Swift's Easter eggs and just how oh, bad gosh. we are at guessing them. Mm-hmm. So I have research in my head right now and. Um, it's hard to say. I mean, I feel like, I feel like looking back, those are when you can tell like what Taylor actually planned. And I think the outfit at the Brits was a good clue. I think there were the a couple outfit? things, right, where she because or I mean the the hair. The hair. The, okay, the I was like, the outfit was screaming 1989 yeah. <laughs> yeah. to everybody. Well, that's where I'm confused because it just makes me question, like, well, what was the point of the Stephen Colbert thing? And the more yeah. I think about it, the more I'm like, I think she just thought it was a funny skit to like make fun of Hey Steven the whole time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And then she gave us, she did give us some relief because every single Thursday, like even last night, everyone was like, okay, what's happening? What's happening? Like it, it's been like nonstop and it's been like driving me nuts. So at yeah. least like November 19th, what? It's June. And she, yeah. she's making that announcement yeah, for November 19th. We, we only had like two months for Fearless, I think. I think she's just like you guys. Stop! If this is gonna, if this is gonna go on for the rest of time, I need to stop right now. <laughs> Please, yeah. I know it's. It kind of makes me think that these are a lot more, you know, hands on than than mm-hmm. I probably than a lot of people thought than I thought because when you think about it, you're like, oh well, she's played these before. It's easy. She just whips them up. Boom, done. But she's clearly putting a lot of thought and care into them, especially when she's doing these bonus tracks. Mm-hmm. Um, so maybe that's why it's taking longer. Yeah. Or maybe she was going to do 1989 and then decided not to. Like, who really knows exactly know. what's going on behind the scenes, especially no with idea. such a unique situation like that none of us, no one's ever been through before. Because, um, yeah, it's kind of like, there had been rumors from like those like rumor accounts that, oh, she's recording them all and she's going to do a mass dump. They're all going to be out by the end of the year. She's just going to get it done so that it's not like oversaturation and people lose interest. But I mean, two a year mm-hmm. and, and they're kind of dragged out. It's sort of like, well, what is she doing? You know, like maybe yeah. she's working on other stuff behind the scenes or maybe it is just more laborious to get people, especially if she's trying to get the same people involved or the same producers mm-hmm do yeah. it at the same the same recording studio <laughs> i don't know maybe max martin and shellback oh, were hard right. to pin down <laughs> i mean for taylor swift you know that they would be like <laughs> yes anytime um so speaking of taylor swift's like streaming like so the whole point of this is you know she wanted to take back her master she didn't want scooter Braun to profit from her from her at all and she wanted to like take back her own and yeah. so rolling stones actually just released an article like nothing big but it was basically um about fearless versus fearless taylor's version um which do you which album do you think people are streaming the most probably the original so according (laughs) to rolling stones fearless taylor's version hasn't been a total annihilation of scooter 
it, but it's delivered a blow. Streams for the original Fearless have only increased 10% in the past year, below the overall 15% increase in streams industry-wide, and well behind the increase of the other pre-1989 Taylor albums. Her debut, for example, has seen a 27% increase in on-demand audio streams, while Speak Now has seen an increase of 47%. Oh, wow. So so that, that's pretty good. You know, like it didn't hurt him, but it went down 5%. Yeah. <laughs> but speak now. Like 47% of people over this past year are restreaming. Like it's gone up in a year. That's that's crazy. I know they said it went up 10%. No, um Speak Now has seen an increase oh, speak, of 47. Speak Now, yeah. Yeah. That um that was like it's such a, a change between yeah. because <laughs> the debut is 27%, which is I'm like, "Oh yeah, okay." And then Speak Now it's Almost fifty percent. Their feels, man. People are going through it. They like, yep. You they know, are. they're going to coffee shops, seeing people's face for the first time, and they're singing "Enchanted." And then, <laughs> then they're getting burned yeah. by that guy at the coffee shop. So they're singing "Dear John." It, um, yeah, it's a yeah. really uh, <laughs> uh, easy album to lean into. I mean, that is. I feel like um, what this has done is sort of stoked interest in early Taylor, especially since she has so many new fans who who mm, kind of come true. in either with rep on or even with folklore and evermore and Mm -hmm. so maybe if they were like oh i don't like like pop taylor then they're suddenly like oh well i guess i've never listened to speak now or debut before so let's go Mm -hmm. revisit that um that's interesting i wonder what people's opinions of the albums like the general public's opinions if they'll shift about like favorites or standouts and you know, because Red is one that we talk about a lot because mm-hmm. it seems like there's a lot of skips on there for me, but I still think mm-hmm. it's one of her best. But then I'm like, wow, is this like one of the best of all times? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I wonder, because we're not general public and yeah. most of the people we know, well, a lot of the people that we interact with online are not general public. Yeah. So I wonder, maybe I should like ask my sisters because they're not huge Swifties. They don't really listen to Taylor. How like does general public care that she's re-recording her <laughs> masters? Like that I mean, it's streamed That's a true. lot. Like it's broken so many records, but I'm like, hey, like, do the locals care? Should I go ask like regular people? Do I know regular people? <laughs> yeah. We'll just go know. out on the street, just beat the sidewalk, be like, Hey, have you listened to Taylor's version? Um, do you do care? some crowdsourcing? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, no, That's the only way we're gonna find out. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we mm-hmm. definitely have a biased, like, tunnel vision view of how important Taylor's every move is. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, she does have numbers, and that just, like, speaks to a lot of things. I think what's interesting with this re-release sort of unpredictability is, um, you know, with, like, Red, um, I wonder if people are more excited now that they've heard fearless versions or if they're a little wary because some people were like, Oh, she doesn't have the same oomph in, um, should it, or picture, which one should have said no, no picture, picture to, to burn. burn story mm-hmm. of us, story of us, all which of one's them. in fearless. Story oh, which of one's us on? is in fearless. Yeah, sorry. I was like, I don't know. All of them. <laughs> I like, like she's not gonna have that twang it, and it is different because when you're recording it raw and yeah. it's happened to you within the past year you're gonna have different emotions behind yeah. it you know when you're 15 years later and you're older and you're in love with someone you can still and she's been performing it and she can still mm-hmm. put it off but it's yeah. it comes from a different part of the heart it's more like yeah. i'm talking to my 15 year old self and be like oh 
if you want to. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to pull up the track list because I obviously read is your favorite. Is that still true? Yes. I like when this, I loved, I love that she's releasing Red. Red like was a big pivotal life changing album and I'm obsessed with it. And I think it just makes more sense because I've said in the past that 1989 is still so close. Like mm-hmm. people like still know it so well. Yeah. And I feel like re-releasing Red, it was such a, a pivotal point in her career. I think that it's a good strategy. Although I think anytime she releases 1989, it's going to be a good one for her <laughs> yeah. because I don't think that's ever going to go out of style. <laughs> um, um yeah so are there songs that you're like most excited to hear oh um all of them um I'm very excited for I love red I love the title track yeah it's it's amazing I'm all too well I'm but are you worried yeah Do you think the 10 minute version is gonna live up you know and I'm glad that the 10 minute version she's gonna make it live up yeah. <laughs> I think she's going to make it live up. And she's like, okay, guys. I know. And then what's going to be so great is we've already covered All Too Well. Like yeah. we, That was one, one of the first sets we've done. But we'll be able to do another episode and really dive in deep into like what she cut and what she didn't cut. And then we can talk yeah. like, hey, she should have kept this or no, this is perfect the way it is. It's going to be very interesting to see into her mind of how she cuts down and edits songs. and like. Do you think ooh. she'll finally make it a single? Maybe not the 10-minute version, but. All too well. All too itself. well. Yeah. I yes. I feel like I, it'd be dumb not to. It'd be it'd be a bad move because it it's a cult favorite. People outside of the Taylor Swifty universe love it too. Yeah. So yes, she should. I was re-listening to Red. Actually, oh my gosh, it, the spirit spoke to me. I I just put it on randomly yesterday, and I just was like, man, I feel like listening to Red today. And I did my workout to it. You know, the more mm-hmm. heavy hitters. And then I was just listening to All Too Well in the car as I picked up my baby from daycare and just screaming along to it and just, yes. you know, educating her, giving her insight into humanity and, you know, all that there is <laughs> good and bad. And I was like, this is good stuff. Like she mm-hmm. felt that and you felt mm-hmm. it with her. And I was thinking about it because when All Too Well came out, I was I was in college, but I hadn't had like a boyfriend or anything and I had no reason to care about All Too Well. But mm-hmm. I like I remember that jumping out to me immediately and just being like, oh, you know, it, yeah. it's like, whoa, that's a deep cut. Like, that's what they mean when they say deep cut. It's like yeah. every single feeling like in her voice, you just like you just it just it just messes with you. And so I'm, I'll be interested to hear her version. And like you said, we like hear it every tour. So it's like yeah. obviously we know it's good, but like there's something different between a live like performance mm-hmm. and being invested in like the crowd and everyone singing along and yeah. then just having her sit down and record it on her own and like how will that will she do the headbang like will she get into it too like <laughs> does she remember it all too well oh sure <laughs> one thing that I, I wonder too is so we've been throughout we've been with her throughout her whole relationship since she was like 16 and on do you think that Jake Hall was her 
because you know I'm looking back at all the guys I dated and I like broke up with a guy um when I was like a freshman in high in college and I was like oh my gosh I'm heartbroken mm-hmm. and then like slowly but surely looking back on all my relationships I really I can pinpoint like my true heartbreak mm-hmm. like what was a true heartbreak break versus just me being right you know just really sad and like into myself yeah Looking back, do you think this was her one true heartbreak, like her first real heartbreak? Because we have Dear John. But was Dear John more of like, you know, a betrayal and a coming of age (laughs) song? And then – Dear John is like, well, what was I thinking? (laughs) Yeah, like maybe they were together for like three weeks and she thought it was going to go somewhere and then he ghosted her. But like with Jake, it was like a real man and they had a relationship and it was in the public. Like with John, it was more like – you saw one or two photos, right. but so what? Because like I'm thinking back at like my first heartbreak, I can still channel those emotions yeah. listening to All Too Well. Yeah, like she's she like Joe. Still- um, you're gonna have to sit this one out because it'll hurt yeah. you. How much this still hurts me? <laughs> yeah, because like even though she doesn't care about that guy, those emotions are still so like yeah. are still like something you can still channel, especially with All Too Well. Like how could she not mm-hmm. be able to channel those emotions? Well, I, I think on the on the. Uh, a Rolling Stone podcast um, where she did a little uh, appearance to talk about Red making like the top 100 list or whatever. She did say like this was her first true heartbreak album in the sense that she wrote it while she was in the throes of the heartbreak. Mm. So maybe she just meant that. But it does feel like, you know, you look at the material that you get on Red and you compare it to even something like 1989, which theoretically is all about one person too, or mostly about mm-hmm. one person too. Um, the feeling there is different and she can be in the same room and chat with Harry Styles, whereas I don't know if they're at that level with Jake, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. know they're seeking mm-hmm. each other out. Yeah. And I don't, I don't, you know, like looking back, like they weren't together long, but that's true of a lot of Taylor's relationships. They were kind of like yeah. fast burns, but I do imagine like thinking of who she was then and, you know, she was younger. Yeah. It was her first like big feels sort of relationship and clearly she had read the room a little differently than he did. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that trauma, you know, that, that sticks yeah. with you even as you move on. Yeah. Because in, on Red, we have a New Year Trouble, which is about Harry Styles. So she went into Harry Styles being like, oh, I had my guard up just a <laughs> yeah. bit. Like I knew, I knew you were maybe like bad for me, but you know, like I did this to myself. And with Jake Gyllenhaal, I'm sure she was like, he's amazing. He's perfect. And she didn't have that wall up that she did have yeah. with Harry, but probably because of Jake. She probably had that wall up <laughs> no. because she experienced this like this heartbreak with Jake. Well, um, even in her uh, announcement post, she wrote, um, uh, you know, she she's a wordsmith. So it's, uh, you know, it's, it's a journey. <laughs> it is. But hit, buried in there, she says like, um, Red resembled a heartbroken person which is just her admitting she was heartbroken herself. Yeah. Um, it was all over the place, devastated, happy, free, confused, euphoric, and tortured by memories past. And then she said, like, trying on pieces of a new life, I went into the studio and experimented with different sounds and collaborators. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm not sure if it was pouring my thoughts into this album, hearing thousands of your voices sing the lyrics back to me, or if it was simply time, but something was healed along the way. And so... Oh, I see what she's saying. She's saying that at the original time of recording Red, she worked with different collaborators and sounds. Mm-hmm. And, okay, I misread that. And I thought she was going to mess with things. 
on this <laughs> Taylor's version. But so she's saying that something was healed along the way. And so I think that's true. It's like, um, yeah. she says there's that theory that she doesn't perform Dear John because it's too close. But I think that sort of pain is different than having your heart broken. Like Dear John represents an abusive relationship mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. wherever you, that falls on the gradient of abuse is, you know, up for debate. But read you listen to it and you feel that mutual caring but she just ended up caring a little bit more and that sort of heartbreak and trauma is a lot harder to move past Mm -hmm. so I'm I'm excited to hear her sing it all again um and get and get to channel that all again because I think it will be therapeutic in the way that performing all too well for years helped her let go of that too I'm, I think I know the answer to this, but what song are you the most excited to hear? <laughs> I You're going to say, I think, Holy Ground, but I'm a little like, Holy Ground's so near and dear to my heart that I'm mm-hmm. like, what if it's just a little too different and I don't like it as much? Mm-hmm. Whereas I do feel like one that will, comparing what she pulled off with Fearless, I think the stronger songs are ones where she had sort of room to grow. Mm-hmm. And I think of songs like State of Grace, which I love. Me too. But I yeah. think having her strength in her voice now will just make that even more like operatic and kind of mm-hmm. uh, uh, just chilling emotionally. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm excited for those ones. I'm also interested to hear her do the like lesser liked ones. Like, I mean, I guess not all less, like some people like mm-hmm. them more than mm-hmm. me, but even songs like, um, come back be here which i think yeah. is probably her weakest vocally on the album um just because it feels a little strained and, and like a reach but she performed that once during the reputation tour and i was like holy crap that's a yeah. good song mm-hmm. so i'm hoping i'm hoping that gets some love and attention oh i'm excited for all of them i think yeah. it'll be great i'm very excited to hear the unreleased vaulted tracks because yes. That's going to give us a lot more insight into the relationship and into mm-hmm. her site. Maybe we'll get a few more Harry songs too. Because maybe we... we'll get more um, uh, Kennedy. Connor. <laughs> Connor. Connor. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't care about stay, Connor. Stay, stay, stay. No. <laughs> yeah. I So I had made a joke and I thought it would be funny if she would release like a, like a 32 track oh yeah because she's gonna be 32 but <laughs> yes it's, it's not gonna match up because she will be 31 when it's released oh, so yeah. maybe she'll oh. do like a skit maybe she'll do a skit on like saturday night live with like i'm like feeling yeah, 32 but everyone will be like oh my gosh debut's coming they will yeah. be like what <laughs> this oh. is a clue um mm-hmm. no it, it's exciting to have something to look forward to and that she gave us time because i feel like something that has been problematic is just that since you know lover folklore evermore there's been something out constantly and something always to be like oh what's next what's next what's next Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. whereas now um the fandom has a little time to breathe and also to be reassured that something is happening so we're not just like making nonsense up and just (laughs) ranting and raving and making things trend that have no business trending um no so will we ever get 1989 taylor's version i don't know uh i don't know either Maybe this yeah. is just cosmic realignment because Taylor was mad that Jake Gyllenhaal didn't promote uh, Wildest Dreams TV. <laughs> She's oh, like, oh, fine, Jake. Oh, Jake. You don't want to talk about me? <laughs> Your life is going to be thrown into chaos. Oh, um. I love it. I can't mm-hmm. wait for him to have some movie come out at the same time and have to go on all these uh, talk shows and address it. But oh, 
gonna be awesome. that's just me <laughs> Um, but is there any other Taylor news or should we, uh, nothing that is up to par for this. So (laughs) no. Yeah. Kind of a big deal. Who knows like where she is, what she's doing with her life. I don't know, but we're always here to talk about, uh, whatever there is. I'm sorry. I'm just a little, I'm a little distracted right now because, um, you've been messing with your hair a lot Uh and (laughs) your nails, (laughs) Are like oh yeah. yeah yeah let me show you um I had the day off today and so I decided to mess with my manicure because Penny's at daycare and so I finally had time to do more than just a quick swipe and mm-hmm. I I tried to play around with some like at home techniques which I'm not mm-hmm. good at they look a lot better um you know in just uh, passing <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But no, this is exciting because um, you guys should all know by now, but Olive and June is um, someone we partnered with. They're our sponsor and they're, Mm -hmm. uh, I guess, like, you know, um, your go-to at-home self-care moment. Uh, That's Mm -hmm. kind of how I've been treating it. What they're famous for is their Manny system. And it's kind of the way to do salon-style nails from the comfort of your own home, which is Mm -hmm. everything we need, especially since I'm still trying to get back into civilization. You know, I feel like it's hard. I'm I'm still a homebody after the pandemic. I'm like, do I want to go out? (laughs) But I want to look ready. (laughs) (laughs) I've been perfecting my at home nails and Olive and June, they, they give you a whole set with everything you need from the, the buffer, the file, the uh, magical nail polish remover and six colors. Which has yeah. been so fun. Um, yeah. Did you get the full set too? I did get the full set. And I will I will say I am not artistic. My <laughs> my nails did not turn out as nice as yours. But what I love about it is it gives me time to really work on my nails. And it, it, it's, it can take – if you're not good with your nails, it can take some time. But what's even better is they help you I mm. fix it. And they, you have a brush that will help you like outline your nails. And if you have a mess, a mess up, I wish I had it with me. Their nail polish system, you just stick your finger in their nail polish remover with foam oh, yeah. and you pull it out and it's like all gone. You can start all over again. So I had to do that 17 times today. <laughs> <Yeah>. So. <laughs> So whether you're a beginner like me or you're a pro like Shelby, mm-hmm. I, you know, I think Olive and June is exactly what we're looking for. <laughs> and you're going into the summer right now and you're going to want those summer colors and they're just really pretty and you can pick yeah. through different different packages. Yeah. I, I mean, them. this they have so many colors to choose from. They have the summer set out right now, which is so colorful and so fun. But every single set comes with their patented poppy, which is this um, – brush handle that you put over the top of the the uh, paintbrush and so it's meant to help you have a steady hand on both your dominant and non-dominant hand which is a lifesaver especially when you're attempting to do weird things with your <laughs> nail polish of choice um but it's been great it's polished goes on smooth lasts mm-hmm. um lasts forever does not oh, chip yeah. and um you know my nails have never looked so good and I did it myself so that's some me time. Yeah. It's a self-care moment. It's a sacred space for me. <laughs> so yeah. the Olive and June Manny system is the secret there. No guessing, no messy nails, and no salon price tag. So if you guys are interested in checking it out, um, you can get 20% off your first Manny system with our code SWIFTISH. Ooh, SWIFTISH. Where do they Where do they go to get this? Uh, so it's oliveandjune.com, and then you use the promo code SWIFTISH. 
and you get 20% off that first Manny system. And then boom, your new nail life is here. And you yep. too can waste hours away trying <laughs> weird nail art things you see on YouTube. So well, I feel like that's channeling Taylor because every single time you see Taylor Swift's nails, they're yes. different colors. And I think I think she does them her own. But that's oh my, my gosh. It's yeah. It's an Easter egg. It's red. Yes. Yes. I, I didn't even know. My hand was guided <laughs> by this Taylor Swift spirits. And I was prepped for this announcement. Yeah, you knew. Oh, you knew man. something was coming. Yeah. Whether it was 1989 or red, you were like, something's coming. <laughs> I like, gotta be ready. Um, but yeah, no, it's a, it's great. And I hope you check them out. But we're excited to talk about um, Don't You, which, don't you know, you. is also pertinent because I feel like mm-hmm. we really flubbed up our last, um, <laughs> our last episode on the bonus track because we were both uh, oh pretty bad at telling what was on the original lyrics <laughs> and what has changed. So bad. And I mm. I, I <laughs> so could not find... Hard to try again. Well, could you find like the original track? Oh, no, not at all. Yeah. So yeah, this, is... Uh, th- this is where we operate. Is, is, yeah. it, is a, it is a vault track, but luckily there is no um, vault track to compare it to. So we won't run mm-hmm. into the same mess that we got ourselves into last time. Apparently on TikTok, and I didn't do the research because last night I was like, ugh, I... I I tried to Google it, but on TikTok, someone said that there was like behind in like a background of a TikTok, someone had like the unreleased track a while back and it was like 30 seconds, but I don't know how true that is, but I did not look into it because I was like, I don't want to be confused. Yeah. (laughs) Never again. You know, death of the author. This is as it exists now and that's all we Mm -hmm. need to worry about. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Mm -hmm. But I'm excited about this one. Because this is my favorite one, and I don't, I didn't give it enough credit mm-hmm. because I had listened to the whole album and it was late at night. I think I told you, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, like, I, I liked Mister Perfectly Fine, and you know, other and ones were fine, it. but I was so tired. <laughs> I was so tired. But I listened to this about like twenty times yesterday and today, and I like it. It's so good, yes. and I did not give it the credit, and I apologize to your taste. Oh, thank yeah. you. <laughs> I appreciate that. It means the world to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. But no, I think this one spoke to me and a lot of people who are mm-hmm. Jack Antonoff fans because um, mm-hmm. this was produced by him and it does feel very like 1989 adjacent. Which it kind of everyone... has similar, yeah, similar vibes mm-hmm. to pretty much any artist he works with, whether it's Lord or mm-hmm. um, wait, who else did he work with? Oh my gosh, why am I forgetting? I don't know, but a lot of other people. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> he's he's mastered that like um, synth pop, mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. girl power voices type mm-hmm. energy, and he really he really does good work here. And I was happy yeah. to have it in my life. It felt like a departure from the uh, from the country tracks of Fearless, and so mm-hmm. kind of recentered me in the space I like to enjoy Taylor at, and so. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a, it was a good experience for that to pop up at the end of uh, Taylor's version, and maybe that was was also good because we didn't have anything else to compare it to. Like with with um, Bye Bye Baby, yeah. we did have a song to compare it to, and people had the twang in their 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 minds and comparing yeah. it to like the production. Some people love that more. This one, we have nothing to compare it to. The production is amazing. And I don't feel like I'm missing I'm missing out on anything that we we had in the past. Yeah, and I mean, obviously we've talked about this, but uh, what's different about like the fearless 
the Fearless album and the Vault tracks is that there's not necessarily the same curiosity peaked about who the song is about or what relationship mm-hmm. because at this time she hadn't had really high profile relationships except supposedly Joe Jonas got a little nod in there at the end mm-hmm. of the album. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one, it does feel just like a like a song she wrote when she was in high school, when she was a teen, when she was in her feels. And mm-hmm. it's not really like, oh, let's dig in and surmise who this is about. It's just a chance to kind of enjoy the song and see see her songwriting as it was then. Yeah. I mean, this isn't uncharted territory. It's a it's a breakup song. It's about a yeah. boy <laughs> who left her brokenhearted and she was left wondering why. And yep. that's just classic uh, Taylor Fodder, but she she yep. does some fun things here. So, yeah, let's get into it. into it. I'm reading this week, and we all know to give me grace because I'm not <laughs> the speaker. So let's get into it. So verse one: Hey, I knew I'd run into you somewhere. It's been a while. I didn't mean to stare. I heard she's nothing like me. I'm sure she'll make you happy. Oh, Aww. just. Classic feels, you know, and and it mm-hmm. is familiar to like a lot of, I mean, songs, right? Like, yeah, she's she's visited this idea even in Exile. I just listened to that mm-hmm. today, and it's like, yeah, it's the same energy where you're like, oh crap, it's you, and I'm like, yeah. this is very Olivia Rodrigo, um, happier. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. If you haven't heard that song, give it a listen. I I like this because. It starts off really soft. It starts off sort of like plaintive. And she's like, hey, <laughs> funny to see you here. Um, mm. And you're kind of like put right there where, you, where you're, you're anxious, you're a little uncomfortable, but you can't help like wondering. Like you're caught up in your in your feelings with them. And like um, this idea that I didn't mean to stare, but immediately the next thing she can say is, oh, I guess you're with someone else who's nothing like me. So I guess you're going to love them. Mm hmm. Maybe she was a brunette. Kind of how Olivia was left for a blonde. <laughs> yeah. No, I think she does a good job of putting us right in that mindset of sort of being somewhere yeah. you don't want to be and instantly feeling on guard, but also emotionally vulnerable. Mm-hmm. One thing that she's done, I can't, I can't put my finger on it, but with verse one and verse two, the last two lines, the lead up into the choruses, I mean, to the chorus, just it reminds me of a song I've heard before, and it just like puts me into a different headspace. And I cannot remember what song it is. So, in maybe five, six, ten episodes, if I interrupt you in the middle of a song, I'm like, hey, this is a song it reminds me of. Don't be shocked. But it is like keeping me up late at night. I had my husband listen to it last night. He wasn't paying attention. I got mad at him because this was like, it's <laughs> on my brain. And it really annoys me because it reminds me of like another popular song. And oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. So if anyone knows it, listen to, to I Heard She's Nothing Like Me. I'm sure she'll make you happy. And my heart knows what the truth is. I swore I wouldn't do this. And just like, tell me if you know what song that reminds you of. I would appreciate it. Because it's killing me. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I know. I know you don't know. If anyone um, if anyone listening has, a, has an inkling, just, oh, it's bugging me so much. <laughs> we got to help so, Ashley out. <laughs> I know. I know. It'll come to me. I just don't know when. But, yeah. Halfway through this uh, this episode. <laughs> I hope it does. Okay, so we'll go yeah. to the chorus. But don't you, don't you smile at me and ask me how I've been. Don't you say you've missed me if you don't want me again. You don't know how much I love you still. So why don't you, don't you? Ugh. I yeah. 
can put my finger here like on like one or two relationships I've had, you know, of like guys who have broken up with me because they weren't right there with me. But when they see me, like they give me that smile and they're treating me like they used to treat me and they just don't get it that like, hey, we're we're not on that level and they're not trying to be romantic with me. They're just being themselves and just being themselves reminds me of why I fell for them. Um, But I like how she, she does the, the double, like double meaning in here. She was like, don't smile at me. Don't do this. Don't say you miss me. And then at the end, she's like, but why don't you, why don't you miss me? Why don't you want to be with me? Because all I want is you. Like, where did we go off? Where did we go wrong? I love that. Yeah. I think that's like what's most, um, sort of timeless about this song is this chorus and this feeling of like yeah like you said it's it's like oh it feels like she's trying to put on a brave face like don't do this to me don't smile ask me how I've been don't don't say this if it's not true but then she has that like vulnerability where she's like wait don't you like is this real Mm -hmm. like do you are you smiling at me because you do miss me or Mm -hmm. like, do you know how much I feel? I love you still like that sort of thing I think is so relatable. And especially in the mindset of like a a teenage relationship that you're trying to figure out what happened, why it happened, what's Mm -hmm. going on. I think that captures sort of that on edge, but you're still like caught in this like romantic idea of, well, maybe Maybe he does want to come and, like, rescue me. Like, maybe this will turn into a happily ever after. But then you also trust yourself and you're like, oh, but but don't don't do that. (laughs) Okay, but also, dude, why are you telling a girl you broke up with that you miss her? Like, no, do not say that. (laughs) You're going to say, oh, I've missed you. And the girl's going to be like, wait, I have a – what, you miss me? Like, what do you miss about me? Like, oh, does he miss being with me? Like, no, do not do that because I've had that done. It's just a guy trying to be nice. Be like, oh, how are you doing? Giving me a hug. Oh, I've missed you. Like, you didn't miss me. That you're just being polite. That is some F-boy behavior. This Mm -hmm. this children is called a red flag. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, And I think it's it's great that Taylor was able to, like, recognize that and – and, you know, she does talk a lot about, you know, like you have Betty, you have these songs where the bad boy is able to, con- or how to get the girl where they're able to come back and be like, see, you were right. I love you still. Like, l- let's run off together. Um, but here she does have that reticence where she's like, how dare you make me daydream about that? Like, how how dare you make mm-hmm. me feel that when, when you don't care at all? And I think um, that's something that really works about this song is that sort of like, sad resignation in her voice and the way the the tune is just like there is that like hopefulness to it that like sort of upbeatness but at the heart of it it's just this steady realization that like oh you don't care and I'm gonna wonder why you don't but I'm not gonna pretend I'm not gonna convince myself that you ever did Yep, I like that because we have a post-chorus where she does a lot of ahs, 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 and then we go into verse two where she says, sometimes I really wish I could hate you. I've tried, but that's something, that's just something I can't do. My heart knows what the truth is. I swore I wouldn't do this. So at least in the back of her mind, she's like, I swore I wouldn't want you when I, because I know you're not good for me. Like, I know the truth. Like, it's never going to happen. And like you had said, like, she she sees right through it but yeah it's hard not to daydream <laughs> yeah. it, it is well, that's what's great about i really wish that i could hate you 
Um, yeah. but it's like, oh crap, like I can't, like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm stuck here, even though I know you, I knew you were trouble. I, <laughs> yeah. yeah mm-hmm. And I, you know, I didn't want to fall for this again, but I'm like right on the precipice. And then her voice mm-hmm. does sort of swell there where she's like, I swore I wouldn't do this. And, then, and that, that, that swelling reminds me of the song. Like it's the swell up into the chorus that like puts me in the same emotion. I, the thing is between what's driving me crazy about the song that I, the unknown song is it's the swell up in the emotion that I get <laughs> out of the way she sings this, that I got from that un- anonymous song. I can't remember. Song. So I like, I love the swell up. I love the emotion. I love the lead up into the chorus mm-hmm. where she's like talking about like, Hey, you know, this is a truth. And yeah. I think she, yeah, that's just sad. Oh, it just puts me right there. Um, and then she goes in the chorus, but don't you, don't you smile at me and ask how I've been. Don't say you've missed me if you don't want me again. So don't you, you don't know how much I feel. I still love you. So why don't you, don't you? And then we go to the bridge. So I walk out of here tonight, try to go on with my life. And you can say we're still friends, but I don't want to pretend. So if I see you again, don't you, don't you smile at me and ask me how I've been. Don't you say you've missed me if you don't want to see me again and you don't know how much I feel I love you still. So why don't you, don't you? Yeah. I feel like I need to go imagery. into chorus. Oh yeah, no. I, it just made sense. Yeah, no, it, I appreciate it. I think it builds naturally there because mm-hmm. like she sets us up at the beginning, it's sort of like, you know, you can imagine someone walking into a party, seeing them having to go through these niceties and all the way, all the while her, while her anxiety is ratcheting up. And then she's like, you know, she's singing about like, oh, like, I wish this meant something. I wish this meant something. But then at the end, she's like, man, I'm going to walk away. I'm going to be obsessing over this, mm-hmm. wondering about it. But you're just going to be able to be like, oh, yeah, like, look at us. Isn't it great? We're still friends. And she's like, no, I don't want to pretend. Like, no. And so then she finally finds her footing and she's like, so next time, don't you try it. Don't (laughs) look at me. Yeah. 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 Don't look at me. Don't smile at me. Don't say all these niceties. Because one thing I hate, it's like sometimes like whether you're the male or the female or the person who's breaking up with your significant other is there's always – most times, depending on the situation, because sometimes it's not like this, there's someone who's like, oh, but can we still be friends? Because mm-hmm. they want to be the nice person, especially if they're the ones doing the breakup. They want to be that nice person. They want to come out looking like as good as they can. And they still want to be friends. And I don't understand that. I do. I know that some exes can be friends. But I don't think it's super healthy for going into a romantic, intense relationship <laughs> yeah. straight into like, oh, but we're friends. Hey, hi, let's talk, you know. And it's yeah. part of it, in my experience, the guys who've done that to me is because they wanted to be a nice guy. I'm like, if you want to be a nice guy, give me time to breathe and give me space and don't don't act like this because it's yeah. sending me all the wrong signals and it's also sending me into a different headspace that I don't want to be in. Yeah, it's just this reminder that it's like, oh, it didn't mean nearly as much to them as it did to you mm-hmm. that they're so quick to move on. Yep. And I think that's what's kind of like the sad um, takeaway of the song because it does all it does feel like upbeat. It doesn't like tear you down emotionally like Dear mm-hmm. John does or or Sad, Beautiful, Tragic or Last mm-hmm. Kiss. This is like you, you walk away feeling like pretty good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But at the heart of it, it is just like this pang, this sort of like yes. oh, this sting that it's like, man. I wanted him to care, but like I, I finally have yeah. my answer that he doesn't. Like it doesn't yeah. mean 
it's not as hard for him. And in that, I realized it was never as big for him. Mm-hmm. And what's painful about that, it's like, oh my gosh, like I can't be around with you. I can't be, I can't see you without being heartbroken and torn down and just like missing you. But you can be around me and don't even care. Like you can just see me across the room and be like, okay, whatever. But <laughs> I'm on the other side of the room, like freaking out, not knowing what to do. And you don't care. Like it's just Miniature. So, like, <laughs> so don't act like you care. Like don't yeah. don't do it. Oh. Yeah. Like I know I am 34. I am married <laughs> and my husband loved me, but this is getting me back into this is why Taylor Swift is gonna be able to sing all too well. It's because yeah, I am yeah. getting so. riled up about like some guy when I was 18 years old. Yeah. Like, hey, hey, how are you doing? I'm like, I'm heartbroken inside. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. leave me alone, Ted. Like, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, I I feel that. I think that's what's great about this song is that it's not necessarily caught up in the like details or the minutia of their relationship. It's just the aftermath of it and being like, Mm -hmm. ah, this hurts that it doesn't hurt you. Yep. Yep. That's don't you. Yeah. (laughs) And it was small. It it was short. It was to the point. It wasn't too convoluted. Yeah. And I like it. Yeah. It grew grew on me. I didn't give it enough... uh, credit like hey well, yeah. i've never heard this song before i'm like yes i have <laughs> You're like this song reminds me of something and oh it reminds me of don't you yeah. <laughs> when you listen to it for the first time and just yeah. cast it off okay well we're running right. long but let's get into yes. these questions um taylor of it all do you have a, a favorite the most taylor mm. swift lyric on, in here yeah i love you don't know how much i love you still it's just it puts me in that spot of, you know, of so many of different Taylor Swift songs where she's she's still pining after the guy and the guy has no idea. So I, I like that. It's just really sweet and simple. Yeah. But I think um, I'm sort of torn between two, but I do feel like mm-hmm. this idea of sometimes I really wish that I could hate you. I've tried, but that's just something mm-hmm. I can't do. It, yeah. it feels like that sort of capture of her teenage angsty self where she's like it's not my fault like <laughs> my mm-hmm. my emotions got a hold of me and yep. and I'm like trying to suss out but I couldn't control it and I think that's like a that's like a very Taylor thing um mm-hmm. that that haunted her through her career um easter egg hunt do you feel like this song has any easter eggs no yeah I don't, <laughs> I don't feel any easter eggs and it's so hard because I, lo- I love myself a good Taylor hunt. yeah I love it so definitely did you anything well, no, I don't think this is like Easter egg. Everyone thought it, it planted something for something else, but I do well, like how she, I don't know, sort of twisted the question, and I think that yes. that became sort of the theme of the of mm-hmm. the song. And I feel like that's a clever play that she that she can twist it like that and leave it yeah. sort of ambiguous, but also like this brutal knife. <laughs> Everyone thought the Easter egg here, because it sounded so much like 1989, was at 1989 oh, yeah. was next. So that's <laughs> yeah, not an Easter egg, though. Sorry, you guys. Uh, okay, final score. Oh, I love this. This is an A for me, considering when she was oh, wow. she was so young and she wrote it. Yeah. I thought that, like, I'm giving her the age. I'm giving her – I love that it's not too much. It's really simple, and it kind of puts you right there. I, I like it. It's an A. I know. Shocking, because this I know. was not – well, not top on my list when I first listened to it. Yeah, I gave it a B. I um, I really like it, but I don't think it holds up to some other things. But that leads yeah. us to the what the next question is it is it making the second list? 
I don't want to say no. Oh, what's tour going to be of, like, honestly? Not a, yeah, I know. I was like, what kind of tour? Um, if it's mixed with something, I, I wouldn't hate it if she did a mashup. Yeah. I don't think like this is a, a song that can stand on its own. I don't think she, I don't think it'll make an appearance. Yeah. I think yeah. it should be hard maybe. to remember this. Yeah. Yeah. Don't you Taylor Swift other vault songs? I feel like she don't do you Mr. play Perfectly this fine or mm. yeah. Bye bye baby yeah. first. Um, but speaking of vault songs, is there any fearless track you would have switched this out for? Mm, oh my gosh. I'm trying to think of the fearless tracks I don't like off the top of my head. Oh, it's okay. I would cut <sighs> Superstar. I hate that song. Mm. But I would argue that... Um, I would go like, with you because I can't even remember what Superstar is. So. <laughs> Superstar is on Deluxe and it's like just a cheese fest. But I do feel like this song wouldn't have fit necessarily. Like it doesn't feel fearlessy. Like it doesn't have that country or even like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. It, it just feels so 1990 to me that I'm sort of puzzled how this would have sounded if she'd recorded it originally. Like mm-hmm. how much she changed um, uh, uh, musically on this because it yeah. just doesn't feel like anything she was doing then. Um, so, hey, if someone has the original, I'd be curious. (laughs) I tried. I looked at all the threads that have all of the unreleased tracks with their Google drives. It wasn't there. I feel like if Taylor Swift would have recorded this back in the day, it was a piano. It was on piano. And I think it was acoustic from what I've heard. I think it would have had more of a gut punch to it, the way she would have seen, like, I think it it would have been like I think it was a toss up between this and tell me why I think tell me why won out but I think they would have sounded really similar Mm -hmm. if they'd been recorded at the same time yep would have been that like twang that twang yeah (laughs) I thought you went hee haw Uh, but anyways, oh, um, I don't think we have any tea this week. And, no um, tea this week. We got places Only tea to that do. people are Please sipping speak. on is 1989 not coming <laughs> yeah. on. So sorry. Who knows what happened so... there? Hopefully everyone realizes that we don't know. We've we've overestimated what Taylor Swift's Easter eggs are. And, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, frankly, yeah. if you want to hear more of my thoughts on that, um, I did a two-hour episode about it. So <laughs> shoot me a DM. Um, but... Until next time, I am Shelby. And I'm Ashley. And Taylor. Don't you forget about that all too well. (laughs) Don't you forget about that.